Well, Brian, are you ready for another episode of Legendary Wrestling Figures? I am. We got uh, Nate coming back to review the final three figures of the 1984 line. Which figures are those again? It's uh, Iron Sheik, Hulk Hogan, and Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what Nate has to say. I will sit back and uh, take a listen and uh, maybe give you some feedback at the end of the show. Sounds great. I'll uh, I'll give Nate a holler. You do that. Hey everyone, this is 80s wrestling fan Brian. I'm back for another episode of Legendary Wrestling Figures, and I'm real excited. I got Nate at Ring Skirts back with us. Nate, how are you doing today? Good evening, Brian. Having a good night. Glad to be here. Very cool. It was kind of cool last weekend. Um, you and uh, Tim from Pulling Up a Chair and my buddy Eric, you guys were all on uh, nice vacations, it seemed like, where I think you got to go to Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. The wife and I took a trip to Vegas. We had a great time, but it sure made us feel old. Yeah. Yeah. Every uh, every travel that I do, it seems I feel a little older. So uh-huh. <laughs> I know what you mean. And then uh, congratulations. I believe your son just turned three a few weeks ago. So that's pretty darn cool as well. Yeah. Just before the trip. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of toys is uh, is he into? Oh, so he is all about like Hot Wheels cars and monster trucks. Nice. Yeah, it's a a real popular uh, genre of toys at that age, the cars and trucks. Yep, and I don't hate it. We're having fun. Definitely. So cool. Um, I'm wondering, uh, we haven't talked about your belt collection, and when I look at the Wrestle Cave uh, image on your pinned tweet on Twitter, which uh, everybody out there probably already knows, but uh, check out nate's twitter feed his x feed it's um at ring skirts and uh one of the the pinned tweet shows off your very cool belt collection in your wrestle cave where if i'm counting correctly you've got over 40 belts and you've got a uh, very cool acrylic uh, lit up neon sign for every uh, aso- wrestling association that they're associated with um how long ago did you start building that collection how did you make those signs and uh what kind of journey has it been so i got my first replica belt when they first started releasing them i think the the first ones that were made were either ecw or wcw uh which i didn't jump onto yet but once they got the wwf license i started saving for that uh the big the big eagle version of the wwf title so i think i got that back in 2001 so over 20 years so cool yep yep that's the secret to a big collection is a long time and never giving up totally are those signs something that you uh had made custom or did you make them yourself or where did those awesome signs come from so i didn't make the signs um the more intricate ones the ones that are like the actual true to life logos are lights that are made by uh Uh, The website's called Stash Pages, so you have to sign up and get email invitations to go to the website, but every once in a while, he'll release one of these lights, and the more acrylic versions of the lights, um, I actually found somebody on Etsy that will do any kind of custom light, they'll do those etchings and send you the base for them, so I have the NWA and the AWA made of that. I'm trying to work with the first guy I told you to get his versions of those logos, but it's taken some time. Well, it looks fantastic. And then you got the, uh, uh, I don't know how you're able to trap the different colors of lights um, where they look at, where they don't bleed over into the other belts, but it's uh, you've done a tremendous job on there. So uh, yeah, very, it must be, yeah. Do you have one switch that you just go down <laughs> into your basement and flip the switch and everything comes on or? I wish it was that easy. No, no, I just have their LED strip lights. So each shelf is kind of their own set of lights. So I have to do each shelf individual, but it's all with a remote. Um, and that shelving unit, that was a, uh, that was the work of my dad. I kind of came up with a design cause I wanted to maximize the space on that wall to fit as many belts as I could. And he spent time, he lives far away from me, but 
he spent time uh, breaking down old pallet wood, actually, to make the base of it. Brought it down wow. here, and then we bought nice wood to kind of finish it on the outside. We did that. Very cool. The yeah, the uh, I know you have like the model Rick Martel's uh, uh, atomizer and button, and you, and you've got several really cool um, gimmicks or or uh, accessories that guys would uh, carry to ringside. I think my favorite piece that you have is the table, the Roddy Piper Piper's pit table your dad made for you. That uh, I don't think that's on that pin tweet, but you've shown that off before. And to have a life-size version of that blue WWF table from Piper's pit, that's uh, that's got to be cool to have a couple coconuts sitting on there and come down and check it out. Oh, my God, it's beautiful. I love it, and I actually use it as the coffee table in the room. Oh, very cool. Very cool indeed. Um, those new, uh, big rubber guys that they've, uh, just started the pre-sale on, where are you at as far as the black singlet Andre, the blue singlet Andre and the macho man, Randy Savage, are you, uh, thinking of diving in on any of those figures or holding off? So the last time we talked, I was on the fence. Um, I'm off the fence now. I, I think I'm a no on all of them. And it's not because they don't look good. I think that Macho Man is incredible. Um, the Andre, I see what the facial look that they were going for. There's something that just seems just a tinge off for me. And that's me being nitpicky. You know, if I didn't sure. already have a black strap Andre, I probably would buy it. But both of them, when I look at them, as far as my LJN collection goes, I don't need every new thing that comes along. If I had either of those, I would still kind of long to the nostalgia of the originals. And that's what's going to make it easy for me to kind of say, you know what, I don't think I need them at that price point this time. Yeah, I hear you. If I was going to get one of the two Andres, um, for me, it would have to be that black strap Andre. And the things that are, I haven't decided yet either, or... You've decided no. I'm I'm so on the fence because I've got uh, I've got the and you have all the original LJNs like I do. So you know I love that the black strap Andre. Both of them have that um, heel look on his face, as opposed to a smile on a black strap Andre from LJN. And I love that the strap is over the correct shoulder. Uh, but yeah, the fifty five dollars, even though it includes shipping, it's. Uh, it's a tough decision with how expensive things are. And then uh, with Savage, I've got, you know, I have the the regular LJN and then I've got one that I painted in WrestleMania five gear. So he looks phenomenal, but yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time pulling the trigger on those. So it'll probably be another, I don't know. I'll probably go right up to the end before I decide if I want to order those or not. But I guess if, uh, if there's one that I'm most leaning towards getting, it's the Andre with the black strap for those uh, reasons of the strap being on the right shoulder and having more of a heel look to his face. And to be completely honest, when it comes down to the wire, there's still a chance, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, the savage. I'm pretty much said, I don't need, I like the original one, the best um, granted, They've talked about releasing a Macho King down the line. If that happens, I'll probably definitely be in for that. The Andre, I still might lean and say, eh, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, are you more uh, inclined to go with the blue singlet or the black? It would be the black. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's just uh, more of the look that I would be after to kind of, like you say, match in with the rest of the LJNs that we already have. So, yep. And then... Uh, any other, uh, when you were in Vegas, did you guys do anything other than have fun in Vegas or did you check out any, uh, like toy stores or anything while you were there? No, no toy stores or anything like that. A lot of good restaurants. Uh, we went to this really cool, I don't even know how to describe it. It's called Omega Mart. It's like a, like an art experience. It looks like a grocery store, but. There's like secret passages and stuff that lead to other places. And there's a whole story that unfolds really cool experience. Wow. And what about that big uh, dome that they have going on? Was that kind of cool to see in person in person? Oh yeah, that was great. It was right outside our hotel window too. So I got to watch it every night before I went to bed. Very cool. Um, I just saw in the news the other day, there's a new Darren Aronofsky movie uh, coming out. I don't know if you saw, it's like a, a 
it's on uh, the earth basically, but I think there's a theater in Vegas. That's like the largest foot or largest theater in the world. It's like four, I want to say it's like four football fields in size that just totally encompasses you and surrounds you all over that that movie's going to be showing at. Um, I don't know if that's a, a theater that you guys saw where it's at or if it's uh, near that dome. Uh, like I said, I just saw a small clip of it on the news and it looked really like a cool experience to check out. Sounds neat. Not familiar with it though. No. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, w- I went to Vegas. Uh, I think it was 2005 it was the only time I went there and it was for a consumer electronics show when I started working at the stereo store I was at. And it was uh, a lot of cool stuff to behold. The One of the older uh, hotels actually impressed me the most, which was the, uh, the Paris just going in there and, and looking up like the, like it's the Eiffel tower and seeing the sky painted on the ceiling. It, you know, seemed uh, old school, entertaining, and I'm sure everything there is a lot more advanced here uh, 18 years later or so. Paris is still alive and kicking, though. Nice. My, my wife rated Paris as having the best bathrooms on the Strip. Oh, great. That's a big, that's, <laughs> that's more important than we realize. <laughs> I told you we're getting old. Yeah, definitely. Yep, yep. Hey, on the uh, LJN figures that we got left for review, um, we've got the Iron Sheik, Hulk Hogan, and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, If we look at your reviews so far, we got a five on Big John Stud, a four on Hillbilly Jim, four and a half on Nikolai, one on Andre, (laughs) and four for Jimmy Snuka, and four for uh, Junkyard Dog. what are your feelings on the Iron Sheik? Did you have the yellow uh, markings on the front of his tights or the orange or both? And uh, and like I say, what do you think about the Iron Sheik's LJN? So I have the orange. Um, this was one of my original ones. So big nostalgia points for this Iron Sheik figure. Uh, I really like it. I like a lot. I think the face looks great. The the body looks great. The sculpt looks great. The pose was fun to play with. Um, the, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, I love this Iron Shake figure. The only thing, I guess if I was going to nitpick, it would have been cool if it came with a headdress, you know? Yeah. And I here's something I was thinking of it. Um, you're more knowledgeable about this era than I am. I just started kind of going back and watching the weekly TVs. Would you say that these capris or whatever you're going to call it that Sheik wore, what percentage of the time do you remember him wearing those? I go back and I see him wearing them, but I feel like he did trunks more often. Yeah, I would say it was probably um, primarily the bigger events like WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania 3, and then uh, every once in a while... Um, but yeah, I would say it's probably 5% or less. And I'm guessing that just the, um, the detail on those, uh, he probably didn't get those out and want to wash them as often. I bet it was a lot easier to throw those small trunks in the sink at the hotel and take care of them than it was with these, um, with these longer tights. So yeah, I'm remembering primarily using several different colors of the, you know, red, blue, um, I'm trying to remember if it was uh, green or yellow. It just seemed like he had several pairs of the shorter uh, regular style trunks. So, yeah, it seemed like it was just, uh, you know, uh, special occasions that he got these out for. Yeah. They also looked really uncomfortable. I mean, they looked like they were like denim. They, yeah, they look, I don't know what they're made of, but, uh, but yeah, they probably do have the belt like they have on his actual. Yeah, you know, they did just really yeah. strange he had to wear a belt with them they looked like they were denim they weren't shorts they weren't pants yeah yeah no they're uh intricate and special and so uh so like i said i'm, I'm guessing it's five percent or less and it was primarily just the bigger shows that he got those out for but also i mean there's nice detail with the designs on there he's got the boots with the pointed tips also I even remember like noticing this as a kid, even when I didn't really know who the Iron Sheik was. I thought it was kind of funny that he had like two different color boots on. Yeah, yeah, I love it. If they, it would have been difficult to do the uh, half of each boot, you know, a different color like he had. 
but this was a good second choice having one red and one gray for sure. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, when I've painted them, I've done, um, I've done a, a couple, one with, uh, blue and one with, uh, uh, purple trunks. Uh, he wore purple trunks when I saw him, uh, perform. Uh, but yeah, if the, if you're looking at the figure itself, the back of it, where those, where those long tights, um, are molded in like a, uh, almost a, a TP or a letter a on, you know, behind his knee. Mm -hmm. That's, that's one of the more challenging, uh, you know, ones to do is carving away the, where they stick out, uh, you know, below oh, yeah. his knee up front and, uh, and in the back. So yeah, I, I do as best as I can. And then I just, uh, give them longer socks to try and hide my work. So smart. But, yeah. But, uh, definitely one of my favorite and most nostalgic figures also. And I'm trying to remember, did you, uh, I forget if we've talked about if you collected the thumb wrestlers and the bendies or just the standard eight inch uh, LJNs for the most part. Um, no on the thumb wrestlers, but I do have the bendies. Cool. Yeah. Both, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of cool to me that he matched on all three of those. Um, it was always a little weird for me that, uh, junkyard dog had, Oh my God. Uh, yes. Yeah, the trunks on the uh, the thumb wrestlers are just uh, a weird thing, and I know they couldn't do the dog collar and chain the same on the bendies that they did on the the eight inch. But like I say, it was just kind of weird on the the bendies having them be in, in regular trunks and knee pads and not the long tights. Yeah, I always referred to them as locker room JYD. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> yep that, that works. Yep. What uh what kind of rating do you think uh, Iron Sheik would get from you? I'm going to give him a 4.8. I think it's nearly perfect figure. Very solid. Yeah, just in the last few weeks, I've been uh, thinking about um, how they released five figures initially uh, in 1984, and then the other four came out. And uh, and the five initial figures were you know, Big John Studd and Andre and Jimmy Snuka and Sheik and Hogan. And uh, the only one with an accessory was Hogan and his championship belt. And then the, the second four they released in 1984, JYD and Piper and Hillbilly Jim and Nikolai, they were the, the ones that all had their own specific accessory. And so I, I was thinking it was probably something where the accessories pushed them out a little bit in production. And then uh, I think it was uh, Brian Breaker might have mentioned that uh, – you know, maybe they were just trying to get them out as quick as possible to try and compete with the Remco's and, and they weren't ready with the ones with the accessories yet. So they pushed the other ones out first, but uh, just something cool that I hadn't thought about before that I've been thinking about the last few weeks. Hmm. Yep. Hard to say. What about, uh, I know that uh, you had Sheik, you had Savage, you had uh, uh, big John stud and, uh, and there was one other one. Was it uh, uh, Snuka that you had? Or a, yeah. So, um, so I know Big John Stud got that perfect five rating. Uh, if we look at the next one in the line, Hulk Hogan. What kind of thoughts do you have on the Hulk Hogan figure? I'm, I'm guessing he's high on your list. <clears throat> um, not as high as you'd think. Um, ah. I don't love the figure. I love it more for nostalgia than I do for what it is. So sure. this was one before I liked wrestling. I told you that my brother was into it and I remember, gosh, I must've been maybe three or four years old at the time going Christmas shopping with my mom and my brother kind of pulling me to the side and saying, Hey, make sure mom gets me Hulk Hogan for Christmas because he didn't have it. And of course he wanted Hogan. And yeah, Everybody that I talk to that grew up in the era always talks about how their shelves were flo flooded with Hogan figures. But I lived in bizarro world where that wasn't the case. It was kind of a rural area. So the Hogan figures were gone off the shelves, and he unfortunately never got that Hogan. Oh, wow. Um, so but, you, you thought uh, Big John Studd, you kept bugging him and thinking Big John Studd was Hogan, and he had to tell you it wasn't. Was that your fault? <laughs> Were you the one that told your mom, this looks like him? <laughs> no, he already had that one. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, he he already had that. This day. And it, it could have been a case of he was a little too late into it. So I think it, 
he was in the the later series wrote by the time he was trying to find that Hogan. Yeah, and he was uh if you were three or four, he was eleven or twelve at the time. So, you know, it was uh it was probably something where he was only into him for a few more years or something, I'm guessing. Yep, that'd be about right. Nice. And then does uh do you see him, does he come over and admire your uh wrestle cave at all, or is he just not even interested? I know the rest of your I know your parents weren't wrestling fans at all. They took your brother uh, each of them took your brother once, and then they were done with it. But uh, is he at least impressed by your Russell Cave? He'll come down, but he's not all that interested. He'll look at the LJN shelf and make a wise crack on how I owe him a bunch of money for the ones that are on there, even though it's only four guys. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. And you did get them when the prices were a lot lower. So I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Definitely. I mean, there's. A- few things that I just don't like about the figure. I, I'm not crazy about the head sculpt. The head sculpt looks more like, you know, that Randy Hogan guy who like was in the crowd and dressed as Hogan at a bunch of shows. Vaguely. Yeah. Okay. I think he was, I don't know. It reminds me more of someone that's like a Hulk Hogan impersonator. I don't feel like the head is that good, especially when you compare it to the, the second Hogan that they released. Sure. <laughs> They did an excellent job on that one. Um, the trunks always bothered yeah. me too. Just like too small, yeah. It's it's he's not wearing like Hogan wore some pretty large sized brief trunks. This figure, he's wearing like bikini briefs. You know, yeah. He liked to pull them up uh, about middle of the stomach half the time. It seemed like exactly, exactly. So it's it's just the look of it. It it didn't I don't feel like it did Hulk Hogan justice and it definitely didn't do Hulk Hogan of the early 80s justice, you know? Sure. Sure. Which uh just as curiosity's sake, what is your favorite era of Hogan? Would it be uh as you're getting a little bit older and uh and seeing him uh I know that you weren't a big WCW NWA guy, but eventually you started watching a little bit of that. Did you like Hollywood Hogan or still a red and yellow Hogan more? I was a red and yellow Hogan guy. I like him of the air of when I started really liking it. So that would have been like WrestleMania seven, eight, nine. Those are my sure. big Hogan years, which is kind of as he was fading away. Yeah, totally. And then, uh, WrestleMania nine, were you still happy that he won? And, uh, and not too upset for Brett. Exactly. Yeah. Didn't bother me a bit. I was so excited. Yeah, yeah my totally. F- my favorite guy won the main event and he wasn't even in it. It was great. Cool. Yep. <laughs> totally. Now I what will. Kind see- of- yeah, oh, sure. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say, I will see some nice things about the figure. I think play wise, it's excellent. You know, the, the arms, the way they are, they were great for hip tosses, great for clotheslines, really good for body slams. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the bent leg, but hey, that bent leg is great for dropping that atomic leg drop. That, and I was kind of thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? If somebody is doing a slam, they do have to kind of bend to like lift them up. So <laughs> I'll, I'll give them a little bit of forgiveness for when they're actually slamming the guy. It, uh, it takes a little effort there. <laughs> it, you know? You know, this this Hogan figure, too, he is built to pose body slamming. He's got one arm that's slightly up. The left arm's up a little more than the right arm. So if you put, like, Andre in him, he's he's doing the turn, you know? Totally. Yeah, I've uh, I've done many pictures on my Twitter feed of, of uh, Hulk slamming different guys for sure. What kind of star rating does Hulk get? So... As I said, I don't like the look of it. Uh, the play of it brings it up. The nostalgia of it brings it up. I give him a 2.5. All right. 2.5 for Hulk, Hulk Hogan. All right. What about, I didn't mention the belt, but uh, what do you think about the belt? I know you've got a, uh, uh, you've got one it, that looks like the, um, the is it 85? that he had that belt that you've got that it's more like the one he wears on his big 16 inch LJN and on the recent Coliseum, not Coliseum, but on the recent um, ultimate figure that he has 
That's the whole game yeah. five. Yep. Yeah, I love that belt. This one looks a lot like the green one that he won from Sheik, just with a black, you know, backing instead of green. Which I have that one up there too. Nice. Might yeah. not be in that yeah. picture. So the one that was released with him was the black one, he said. Yeah, so there's the black and the brown, and so he came with the uh the black one and he's got like four nameplates on each side of the belt. Okay, so since I got most of these secondhand, I was I still don't not very educated on the belt. So he came with the black one. So all of the other ones released were brown? Um most of them. So there's um so there's brown ones that I believe only came with tag teams, although I had this weird Mandela effect thing where I thought my Randy Savage came with a brown belt also being IC champ, but he must have come with a tag team because I've never seen anybody else talk about it or anything. And then uh, I didn't I wasn't aware that there's like two sizes of uh, oh, wow. of okay. black belts. So there's one that I think has two notches on it instead of just the one. Hmm. And I don't know if that came with uh, uh, who that came with. If that came with the 88 Hogan's, because uh, I didn't get those new in the, pa the package. I actually have one of those belts and didn't realize it. But Mark Halverson is that more up on the belts than I am. And he's like, oh, you have the double notch one. I was like, okay, I didn't realize there was a double notch one. So that yeah, just for me. Yeah, yeah. So there's black and brown and uh, a more rare one that has two notches, which I bet Mark could answer it. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's out of my knowledge base as well. So technically, they were only released as the world and tag. They never released somebody with IC. Yeah, as far as I, I know, like I say, I could have sworn my macho man Randy Savage came with a brown uh, belt, but I am probably wrong. So okay. so. As I look at the belt, I have, I just have one of the brown ones. That's all. I don't know if I, I don't think I have any other ones. I just have one brown one. Um, the big knock on it is it's a replica of big green. None of them were released in green. So kind of wish it was that. But taking that aside, the detail that they got, especially for the time, they have that globe on there. They have the little guy on there. They have the torches. They have the jewels. They have the multiple plates for all the the different rings of the title on there. They had a lot of detail, especially for the time. I mean, they weren't doing detailed belts like that, you know? Yeah, totally. And I'm wondering, um, because you have that actual green belt replica, are there 11 or... Uh... I think there's 11 plates on the, the actual green one. Do you recall how many there there were? Cause for some reason I was thinking Hulk was like the 12th champ and they show like a plate of every previous champion, but I, I might be off on that. Let me double check. I think there's actually. Let me get it down. It's a little heavy. So give me a minute. No, I appreciate it. It's something I've been curious about. It's the heaviest one I have. Wow. So it's actually 10. Well, 10 of the nameplates. All right. 10 of the nameplates and then the main plate. So five on each side. All right. So I guess they, uh, they came close with having four on each side of the, uh, of the LJN belts. Close enough. Close enough. Nice. Yeah. Especially yeah. for the time. And they were probably yeah. going off of photos. So, it's probably a front-facing photo. They did good. Yeah, and they're like, we're not going to have any uh, fans complaining about this in 39 years. Just make it with four on each. <laughs> it should be cool. <laughs> well, compared to their competitor, that belt that the AWA figures came with, that's it's like an NWA belt. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I never had the Remcos. Did you and your brother have any of the Remcos growing up? I forget. Did not. I didn't even know they existed until like the late mid nineties. I saw one at a uh, yard sale and I thought it was a bootleg figure. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was in college that I learned that there was another line of that time. 
yeah, to me, I, I just never liked the look at them like at all. So I just wasn't even interested at them when I, you know, when I saw them hanging up on, on the pegs, I was just like, meh, that's the LJNs look so much cooler. So I know they had, they were, they could, you know, they had fully posable articulation and the LJNs didn't, but I just couldn't get over the look of them. And I wasn't a He-Man guy. So that maybe that would have made a difference if I was into He-Man because they're so similar to those. I've gone back and got quite a few of them. I, uh, I say that the style of them, I grew up playing with Hasbro's. I would have loved playing with those a lot more. Yeah. With the, uh, being more posable. Yeah. Being more posable, but not too posable. I think it's kind of the, the perfect amount of articulation for a young kid. Totally. And then uh, the final figure in the 1984 line is Rowdy Roddy Piper. What are your feelings on the Rowdy Piper figure? Okay, so the Piper figure isn't one of my favorites either. Um, so I bought this in, it's kind of when I was jump-starting my collection. I had my brother's original four, and then I met my friend who had a bunch of them, and this is one of the ones that I bought from him. Um, of course I got it without the kilt. I've since added the kilt back to it. The cloth kilt is really cool. I love that part of it. Um, I was never crazy about the face. I think like the hair's missing some like sculpting detail that would help it. Sure. I not a big fan of the pose either. I mean, that pose doesn't look like anything that I would ever see Roddy Piper do, you know, he looks like he's doing the Hogan, the Hogan pose, you know, when he's flexing with one arm and pointing with the other. Very similar. Yeah. He might have that right fist a little more forward instead of out to the side, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the hot rod logo on the shirt is great. The red trunks. I got mixed feelings on that. When I think of Piper, I think when most of us think of Piper, we think of the blue trunks. Yeah. But this figure is so iconic. I've seen you do the repaint with the blue trunks. Yeah. It it messes with my mind so bad to see that you've <laughs> done a more accurate version of it. And I look at it, and it doesn't feel right in my brain because I'm so used to seeing the red trunks version. Yeah, totally. That's funny. And it's funny that I had this Piper for years before I even realized that he didn't have that the trunks were red instead of what I would expect the blue. Like it just kind of went under the radar in my mind for such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, you probably remember he had them for a very short amount of time, but do you remember when he wore red uh, spandex and had red elbow um, the pads elbow. At, on at the same time? I only remember it from seeing like, a promo photo and i think the the rumor is they think that's what the hasbro figure was based on because he has well you can't see what's under his kilt but he is wearing the red elbow pads in the hasbro figure yeah that's what my feeling is if you ever look up uh, roddy piper versus barry horowitz um you'll see good footage where he's got red knee pads the red uh, spandex shorts and red elbow pads and it's uh, around the time he was uh, feuding with rick rude so there's even something where he i want to say he kisses a lady from ringside inside the ring and he um barry horowitz like spits on him and so he beats the crap out of barry horowitz in that attire but it's just really weird seeing roddy piper and red biker shorts and you know spandex and so yeah i feel like that's definitely the artwork or the picture they looked at when they did the Hasbro. But so yeah, just, on the, yeah, good. I'd never noticed this before, but as I'm holding them, I'm sure you've noticed doing the repaints. I never noticed that they have the RP carved into the uh, boot. It's my favorite detail in the whole first nine that they have. They have it on each boot. And so um, the boots of the era, uh, Sometimes some of his boots had the RP highlighted in white and some of them had it in gold. So I've done some with uh, where I'll put that in gold. The white shows up better, but, uh, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll paint that in and it, it really kind of 
brings it out a little bit more. But I love that it's sculpted in there to begin with, and it's very similar to how it is on his actual boots. So I know your Piper's your guy. What was your opinion on the Piper figure? Oh, nostalgia just puts it through the roof for me. So I, I, I over, yeah, so I just overlook all the, you know, the fact that the hot rod is yellow instead of yellow and red and that they don't have the red ringer on the, uh, the sleeves and the neckline and, and that he's wearing a belt, even though it should probably be attached to his kilt and the, you know, knee pads and the trunks should be blue. And, you know, it's just, it's, uh, yeah, it's just the nostalgia being the first figure I uh, I owned, and I even took um, I even took it with me at least to the first event I went to. I might have taken it to the second show I went to also, and so I I know that opening. I think of Wrestling Challenge. They had an opening where a little kid is holding up a Hulk Hogan figure in the opening of the show, yeah. and uh, and seeing that, I was like, well, I'm taking a figure to the show I go to also. <laughs> and, and that way, if I hold it up and Roddy sees it, he'll know I'm you know, rooting for him. So there you go. So, yeah, for me, it's just nostalgia puts a uh, top score for me. But again, it was the first eight inch figure I had. And the bendy of him was my first wrestling figure. So did uh, you get a lot of a lot of playtime? You know, I I was super I was pretty darn careful with all my figures. So yes, on the playtime, but I didn't, uh, I didn't trade much paint with my figures. I'll put it that way. So what I, what I like to say with Roddy is uh, uh, he had this thing with, uh, that he talked about with boots. I've t- said a couple of times, maybe I've told, maybe you heard me say it, but um, he said that when he got in the ring with somebody, the first thing you would do is look at their boots. If you hadn't faced them before and he could see if they had, shiny boots it meant they were probably going to retreat when he went after him and if the front of their boots was all scuffed up then it was somebody he had to watch out for because they were going to come forward and charge at him and Mm so my my roddy piper from childhood he's got the uh the toes uh, especially on his right foot or uh missing some paint right there so i figured mine was mine was kind of like roddy he would uh go right after somebody so (laughs) it's funny you say that everyone must have played the same way because my left foot is intact. My right one is missing paint on the toes. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, my <laughs> left, uh, my left is decent, but the right one, it's really, uh, it's really going up farther on there. So, so uh, I've had a, I've had a couple Roddies in my life, and everyone I have had ends up having a couple splotches of T-shirt that are missing too. Oh yeah, yeah. No. When I, uh, when I paint it on there, it's just I just remove the whole thing and start over you know, fresh. So now did you have the, uh, the 16 inch? I don't have either of the 16 inch figures and I've, uh, I've seen them recently on eBay and, and fought the urge to spend the cash for them. So, uh, you know, how about you? Do you have either of those? I have them both. Um, I have Hogan complete. I bought Roddy without the gear for the same reason, just because he's harder to find and with the gear was harder to find. So, I just have them with a custom-made kilt, belt, and shirt that I made myself. But it's yeah, the uh, sure the thing about, on the shelf. Yeah, they. It's like they made that Roddy have a goofy face, though. I don't know why. I I like that Roddy face. I think he. Oh looks, yeah. Yeah, he's got that like that smug heel Piper look. Sure, sure. Yeah, I the. Like, I think that Hogan sculpt. On that sixteen-inch inch figure, still holds up today. It's much more true to form. His uh, the shape of his uh, uh, st- his waistline and everything. It's more like he actually was, and his face is a lot more stern. So, so I hear you on that for sure. What kind of uh, what kind of rating would you give the Roddy Piper figure? I'm going to give Roddy a two. Two on Roddy. All right. Cool, man. That's the uh, the first nine figures. Are there when you're looking at those nine um, with Stud getting a five? Is he your favorite out of those first nine? Then, I mean, yeah, I got to say he is. Um, he's got the double arm play pose, which I loved. Um, he definitely got a lot of use from me. Yeah, and even. Uh... You even had to dodge him when your brother threw that threw him at you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just uh, 
I just did uh, uh, my 102nd and 103rd repaints, and I did two John Studd figures. I don't know if you – I think you saw them. I posted them on the – Yeah, on, I saw them with the there. different star colors. Yeah, this time – so this time instead of painting over the old ones, I was looking at uh, some of his matches, and I was like, you know, I think they should be a little lower on the leg than they are on the LJN, so I'm going to do that, and I'm just going to paint the stars on there this time. I'd done uh, JYD with uh, cutout stars, Mod Podge to them, and on and the last JYD I did, I I painted the stars on, and I did the same with the uh, with John Studd this time. So, they so yeah, was gonna... so you freehand painted those? Yeah, the uh, you know with the stars and stuff, you can just keep making them a little bigger if you're not happy with how the lines are, and then you can take the the white paint and and go over it to make the uh, the points a little more uh, sharp if you're a little bit too thick with the uh, the paint on the brush. So yeah, all free, free painted. And then uh, I like adding the teeth in and I went a little bit more blonde on the hair than his original figure and a little bit more brown on his beard. So yeah, they turned out great. Awesome. Yeah, I was, I was hoping you'd like them. They should be at your house in the next couple of days. So. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, well, it's just uh, there. John Studs aren't super pricey or anything, but I knew he was your favorite, so I figured you might like to have a red star and a blue star version that were hand painted with teeth. So, oh, very um, cool. <laughs> like I say, those will those will arrive soon, uh, and uh, hopefully they'll be as cool in person for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> that was another thing that I never really paid mind to until seeing your work. The that the teeth were unpainted what a difference yeah. that makes what a difference that makes it yeah that and uh it it's silly but having the laces and the soles of the boots painted yeah is, sure is pretty damn cool too so it just uh makes it stand out a little bit more and then um and the, i don't know if you've ever used mod podge or not but it's a little bit tacky so if there's a uh, some finished uh shell for other figures don't set them like on that or right next to them uh, if you can and then uh, i stopped uh, using the mod podge on the on the regular parts that aren't painted so his fists and uh chest and and back and everything that's just straight up same feel as a regular ljn it's just the the tights boots hair and and uh you know eyebrows and beard and all that that have a, a little layer of mod podge to try and protect the paint a little bit and, and it really kind of glossens it up when you're just using matte paint so that's pretty damn cool yeah. yeah yeah so i'm looking forward i'll uh uh, I got a few more guests to wrap up and we'll figure out where everybody uh, ranks at the end. But, um, but yeah, I'd love to reach out to you again when I get into uh, the 1985 series of figures, figure there'll be five in that line. So uh, I'm anxious to go over those when we get to them. If you're available, I'll reach out and see what's happening at that time. Indeed, man. Yeah. Let's go all the way. You're going to the, to the 89 black cards. You're going to do the bendies. You're going to do the 16 inches, and you're definitely going to do that ring and cage. <laughs> I will. I will uh, see how uh, see how long people want to talk with me and uh, how much uh, uh, enthusiasm I can bring to it for sure. <laughs> but that's the goal. Sounds good, man. Can't wait. All right. Well, thanks so much again for being on, Nate. And then. Uh, I, I looked at um, your website and I can't believe how many different rings, ring skirts you produce. You got to be getting close to a hundred. Um, and if you go to Twitter, there's a link that you can go right to uh, Nate's website and see pictures of most of them. I mean, he's got, you've probably got 40 ring got pictures up for, but all the ones that you do, they all look phenomenal. So um, if somebody wants a skirt for their, ring which uh which rings are you able to help people out with i tell people pretty much any ring you just have to give me the measurements one that drew my uh i, I love the saturday night's main event rings that you, you know ring skirts that you've done but um you also even had one you did that's in the ljn graphic style like the stickers that went on the ljn rings and that one caught my eye as well so if anybody's out there doing figure photography and you want an amazing new ring skirt for your ring, contact Nate. It's at ring skirts 
or no, it's ringskirts at gmail.com. You can get a hold of him. And you can, uh, if you're following him on Twitter, you can probably DM him there as well. So um, love your work. Love your all your sh- things that you share on Twitter. Um, and the Wrestle Cave is just phenomenal, of course. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate the kind words. Definitely. Um, I will talk to you soon. And uh, I thank you so much for being a part of this show and a part of uh, these ratings and reviews, my friend. Thanks for having me on. All right. Take care. And uh, everybody out there, thank you for listening. And you take care as well. Hey, Brian. Yeah, what's up? Well, that was a wonderful episode with Nate. He did such a good job of uh, rating the figures, reviewing them. Wonderful job, Nate. I agree. Great job, Nate. Would you uh, like to hear Nate's rating and review from me? Of course. Uh, I know you've uh, uh, been happy with all the other guests so far. What do you think of Nate? Five stars. I'm not surprised. He's definitely five stars. You have nothing but five star guests so far. We'll see what the last three guys get after they put out their final reviews. We still got Tim from Pulling Up a Chair, your best friend Eric, and Toto Tom. That's right. Hopefully, I'll get all three of them on here soon and we'll uh, wrap up season one. Season one. What do you do after season one? Uh, hopefully season two. Might start it off the same way as season one with uh, uh, going over probably be five figures on that one that I'll go over as far as uh, painting them and talking a little bit about them. And then uh, maybe we'll have some guests that we've had on so far and some new guests telling new fandom and reviewing and rating those five figures. I would like to be there to hear all of them. Sounds very good. I agree. So you want to talk about some shout-outs now? Talk about friends of the show, past guests, whatnot? I will do that. Thanks so much. Um, Just want to shout-out all the former guests of the show. Jumping Jay, the host of 80s Wrestling, the podcast, and the uh, owner of Black Light Adventures up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Drew Venzel, the... uh, co-host of Tales from the Estate with his wife, Caitlin. Uh, My best friend, Eric. Uh, Glad you're back from your vacation, Eric. Look forward to having you on the show again soon. Toto Atom. Look forward to having you on the show again soon. Hearing more about ISPW. Hearing a little bit about uh, your different uh, endeavors in social media and wrestling. Uh, Mark Halverson. uh, Thanks so much for being a guest of the show. You can find Mark's uh, custom figures at M under, underscore uh, H-A-L-V, so M underscore H-A-L-V on X or Twitter. Uh, you can also listen to Mark's wife and uh, her uh, her partner on the show of Buried Motives. So if you know anybody that likes true crime, there are over 100 episodes of Buried Motives that you can check out. Um Evan Ginsberg, the senior editor of Pro Wrestling Stories and also the associate producer of The Wrestler and 350 Days. Uh, You can hear his stories here on the show as well. Brian Breaker, the uh, host of TB Toycast, does that with uh, Jeff Toon currently from Fully Posable. Uh, Brian Breaker also is going to be starting up Breaker and Bane's Power Hour again and... uh, and he also does the Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel with Daniel Cross. And uh, he had me on an episode of TV Toycast recently. That was a lot of fun. A really cool episode. Um, along with that, uh, Jeff, like I mentioned, from the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, Jeff and his uh, real-life brother, Scott Toon, both have the longest-running episodic uh, wrestling figure podcast out there. So they've got over... Uh, over 400 episodes and around eight years of uh, podcasts in the books already. Um, also want to thank uh, a few other friends of the show, like Tommy Fierro of 
uh, 80s Wrestling, the podcast, and also the Wrestling Collector up in Stockholm, New Jersey, soon to be the Rock and Wrestling Collector. Um, also runs ISPW, the Independent Superstars of Pro Wrestling, up in New Jersey. Uh, they have a lot of charity events. They also have uh, regular monthly uh, wrestling shows all around New Jersey that uh, uh, have a, uh, a big talent, a big roster of talent. Um, and, and have a good story that's uh, always going on, several storylines from uh, promoter Tommy Fierro, uh, Eric Elman on Twitter, Eric Munis on Twitter, uh, Diego, uh, it's at Diego uh, Cali14 on Twitter, good friend of mine, and also part of the CHC Collectors Helping Collectors community. Um, got Dylan at Wrestling Figure Database. Thanks for all that you do, Dylan, for the Wrestling Figure community. That site is amazing. Uh, Richard Land of um, he's at Masked Wrestlers on uh, on Twitter, but Richard Land is one of the guys behind the history of WWE.com. Got to check that out. All the results from past shows um, that you can find on there. It's really amazing. Um, along with uh, with that, we've got Steve Hoker, a friend of the show that. Uh, has a, a shirt or a shirt store on T Public. It's called Starman NJ, and he has a, a, a ton of shirts available for all of our favorite podcasts. And you can uh, support the charities that he's supporting by supporting those shir- those shows and the shirts that he sells. Um, also, want to uh, shout out Soda and Ethan on In the Marbles, a NASCAR podcast. Uh, if you want to check out some NASCAR, check out. In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Um, along with that, I want to thank a um, guy that's uh, got a big birthday coming up, Tim from Pulling Up a Chair. Uh, I'm on uh, one of the recent episodes of Pulling Up a Chair, and you can find all his past episodes. Tim's a uh, tremendous friend, always giving me uh, feedback on the shows. And uh, Tim's going to be turning 50 soon. He's got a a few months on me, so a big happy birthday to Tim. And thanks once again to Nate from At Ring Skirts. Uh, Really appreciate you, Nate. Uh, Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Looking forward to wrapping up Season 1 and and finding out which uh, figures are rated highest by all of our guests. And uh, then jumping into Season 2, looking at the 1985 series eventually here. So... Uh, Thanks again so much for listening. Um, Really appreciate all you out there. And uh, take care.